Welcome uh, to the next episode of Design and Influence. Here's myself, Alex, my co-host, Boris Rappaport, and we have a new exciting guest. But before I introduce Kieran um, more uh, fully, I want to talk about our topic real quick. So what we're doing today is taking a deeper look at some of the questions or some of the concerns, some of the thoughts, some of the discussions we see here and uh, participate in in uh, the architecture community. And those discussions are around implementing BIM for smaller architecture firms or growing architecture firms. Like, does it make sense? Why it makes sense? What kind of time savings? What kind of implementation process? What's onboarding looking like? And what the outcome of converting to BIM would may look like. And so we brought an expert, in fact, um, a digital manager from Bar Architects here in uh, San Francisco. He's an associate and uh, I should say digital design manager, Kieran Nayak. Kieran, welcome to the show. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Alex. It's great to be here. Awesome. So let's open open this up with just to kind of kind of compress the question. Mm-hmm. Should smaller firms consider switching to BIM. But before we even go there, maybe you can paint the picture of what BIM provides as opposed to like the 2D design and some of the things that AutoCAD, uh, most people are doing today. Sure, Um, that's a great question. In short, BIM stands for Building Information Modeling. And uh, it's important to de-jargonize this because when you talk about BIM, sometimes it may seem like it's a very complicated thing, but it really isn't, you know? Um, It's about having a single source of truth no matter which which software you use, it could be Revit, it could be Archicad, um, you know, it, it it could be any of the, the BIM tools out there. But it's about having that one central repository modeling tool, which serves as your database, right? So, for example, if you're a firm that's using Revit, right? If you're an architecture firm, you may be working with multiple consultants, multiple stakeholders. All of these people are building their own models, but they're all feeding into that central source of truth. So your, your model becomes the database for, for all your consultants, for, for even your clients, and it would be then the source of data that comes out. So from the central, central model, you would have a strand that maybe leads towards visualization. Uh, you would have, you'd be able to export data towards, to, towards generating an energy model for sustainability. You'd be able to export all the data to you know, generate your door schedules, send data to manufacturers. So you're not, you don't, you're not spreading yourself too thin, drawing 2D details of everything. You, you, when you draw a wall, you have an elevation of that wall. When you draw a door, you have the drawings that correspond to that as well. And as opposed to 2D design, where right. each of these are individual projects, is it my, am I correct? Yes. So when you're working in a tool like CAD, right, you're basically simulating how people used to draw on paper right you're not taking that extra step of making it smarter you are drawing in the in, in the environment of a computer you're doing it digitally but you're still drawing lines and you're basically drawing lines on screen the computer doesn't know if two parallel lines form a wall or if they form a door that's for you to determine but when you when you migrate to a, a smarter tool like revit or archicad or you know, I, I don't endorse any particular one but if when you do move to a, a 3d tool like like revit that recognizes a wall, it recognizes a door, it knows what a floor is, it knows what a roof is, then your model is now inherent with all the data that goes with that. You're not, you've moved away from drawing uh, on paper and then overlaying stuff with with trace. Gotcha. So there's a big difference there. Gotcha. So, so 
it, it's it I think conceptually this makes sense. You have a centralized database and from there you can do visualizations, you can do data uh, in schedules, you can out- output to Excel and all the changes happen uh, in central location. You got people, collaboration, you got communication. Like that whole thing is, it, it sounds fantastic and sounds like a huge step forward, but what about smaller firms? I mean, bar is pretty big, right? I mean, fairly big. They can afford you who, who just essentially, you, you just help them with BIM and getting that software um, to being the most effective in the system, in the, in, in the company. What about smaller firms? How do you how do you see people rolling this out? So the first thing to note is that the capital cost of any BIM tool will seem expensive to any small firm. You know, I've I've managed a small firm in the past, and I know what these costs look like. And when when a principal looks at these costs, if you weigh AutoCAD versus Revit, the costs are significant, right? You're so it really depends on where you want to spend your time because time is really where you know is 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 your time worth more than that than the than the cost of the, than the, of the software? In our conversation before this, you also mentioned like it's how we use the time. But be, be, even I think even before we take a step back, like this is who works at the smaller firms and and how that may be an advantage. I think you've you've had you've mentioned that briefly in in our pre-show yeah. conversation. Yes, one of the really interesting things about smaller firms is that when you hire the people who typically want to join a, a, a smaller firm and the people that a smaller firm might be able to afford are junior junior people. They may be people who are fresh out of college or have one to f- you know four years of experience. And in, in my experience, when I've dealt with people at that level, it's really surprising, but they come in with incredible uh, knowledge and experience in you know advanced modeling tools like Rhino. They may even have experience in Grasshopper. Uh, and most of them have experience with rendering tools like Enscape, Lumion. So they're coming in with a, with a, with a lot of in, with a lot of knowledge that you know even older people in the firm may not have. So it's important for smaller firms to leverage the skills of these younger people who come who come in. If you take someone who's who has a lot of expertise in Grasshopper and Rhino, and then make them do AutoCAD, then you know then you're probably not using them to their fullest capacity. Mm, very interesting very interesting and and what would be your estimate for getting one of some of these junior folks who are let's face it they're digitally native right digital natives right that's what you call millennials digital natives generation z now is graduating i think how long does it take them to get proficient in say revit one of the great things i've noticed about uh, younger uh, younger staff is that they have a lot of elasticity when it comes to software if you've understood something as complex as Rhino, you can typically pick up something like Revit in a couple of hours. You know, the, learning the fundamentals of Revit doesn't take that long. And there are a lot of courses out there to train. It could take anything from 10 to 15 hours to do a fundamentals course. And that will set you up with the basics and everything you need to get started. Now, every firm has its own standards. Every firm has its own Revit modeling practices. And that does take a little long, a little longer to inculcate, but th- that is the best way to learn. You know, through a project by interacting with your team members, you learn a lot from working with people. So, you know, rely on younger staff's ability to pick up software fast and give them the information they need to, to follow your standards. And you know, you sh- smaller firms should be good to go with just that. Gotcha. Something we didn't cover, but I want to ask you about is what do you think a firm that has 
uh, aspirations to shift into the BIM uh, realm because they want to grow. They want to do more interesting work. They want to spend their time in more interesting uh, ways, which we'll discuss in a moment. What would the implementation timeline look like? Let's say, okay, today, you know, September 1st, we're going to try a project with BIM. Like, and what, how long does it take typically to sort of become proficient? And my whole firm now is on BIM. I like to joke that BIM in any office is a Sisyphean task. You're rolling a rock up a hill indefinitely. Um, <laughs> well, so, <and> then, <laughs> just like a model at my house. Right. You know, so I'll be absolutely honest with you. For a firm to migrate into fully into BIM, it can take up, it can take two to three years to fully implement BIM at your firm. Right. But to start migrating into pro projects for, for junior staff to get started, you can get into Revit in a couple of days, right? Mm. You have to migrate slowly and build your standards, translate those into Revit, and that takes time. You have to hire experts. You have to hire people who know what they're doing. You have to have a team uh, who collaborates within the office who can discuss from the top down what your standards should look like and have a broad sense of what your goals are. If you just say, I want to migrate to Revit, it's going to take you a very long time. If you establish the goals first, then and, and, and also design a roadmap along the way. For example, what should you have? Uh, what, do you want to, what do you want to achieve in the first six months? What do you want to achieve in a year? And then what do you want to achieve further down the road? Then you're in much safer hands. That planning has to happen in order for the implementation to be successful. Yeah, that's really good insight. And so here's, here's kind of, let's talk about the benefits, right? So why would a sane company, you know, with say 10, 15, successful company with 10, 15 architects, you know, some support staff embark on this rock, you know, pushing up, uphill situation. Give us a couple of the reasons, man. I mean, <laughs> it sounds, it's a, in other words, in five years, would I be able to win more projects? Like, is it is the 2D going away completely? Is the database and BIM realm is, is the wave of the future and everything else will sort of go, you know, become obsolete? Is that what you're seeing? All firms want to, want to make money. All firms want to save as much money as possible in the process. But at the same time, all firms and especially all people with, who are working on projects want to be as creative as they can, be, right? If you're working in an older tool like AutoCAD, you're spending a lot of time doing busy work. You're spending a lot of time drawing walls. You're spending a lot of time making changes. And if you if someone makes one change, you need to track that change through all your drawings one by one. There isn't a way to go through to, to change, make that change globally. So just that one simple example, right? If you're in Revit, and you change a wall, it changes it across the model, it changes it across all your views and across uh, you know, all, your, all your schedules. So imagine the time saving in just that one aspect. The same would apply to areas, the same would apply to any building element within your model. The time saving itself, it frees up so much room for creativity and gives teams more flexibility to wrap up the busy work and spend more time focusing on what really matters in a project. Gotcha. So you and I spoke well before the show and you 
you know, I kind of pinned you down a little bit on what your estimated time savings would be. And you want to sort of give that, because I think this is the, the bottom line. Like if you didn't listen to the whole episode, you, you fast forward to this this point. I think this is so revealing to me, uh, your, your assessment of what the time savings are across the firm. And can you please <laughs> mention what those are? Yeah. And I'm going to qualify this firsthand by saying that any tool you use is only as good as the people who use it. Right. So it depends on your training. It depends on how well you communicate in the office because there is no substitute for good communication. But if you use your tools the right way and you use BIM smartly, my estimate would be that it would it would save 60% of the time over traditional tools like AutoCAD and SketchUp. We're talking 60% of the grunt, the labor, the busy work, right? And it's it's going to be a choice of the firm how to reposition that time by investing in their own unique ability, their own flair, their own like creativity, their own what you want to be known for. That's what I call it. Like, I don't really know, I have a good word for it. Like, what do you want to be known for as a firm? Like, how how do you work on that? Well, you cut the busy work. You use the same, you know, payroll hours, you same cost concepts to build out what you want to be known for. I think that's a that's a transformational concept and the way you're thinking about the conversion. Um, but to realize, so Kieran, go back to this, qualify with this one answer you gave me, uh, to realize these kinds of savings. Let's pretend it's sort of almost like the average scenario in terms of like, we started at September 1st. How many months do I need to be working within the BIM environment in order to realize this sort of time savings on busy work? Well, first off, like I said, training is really important. Junior staff will come in with significant knowledge of advanced modeling tools. So if you're training them, you could get them onboarded and in projects within 15 days of them joining the firm. Right. And that might seem like a long time to some firms, but the time saving from using traditional tools to Revit or a BIM software is significant. So you have to look at it from that standpoint. Another really important aspect you need to consider is that you need to set the goals and the templates in advance. Right. These can be works in progress. They can continue to evolve as the BIM maturity of the firm evolves, but it's extremely, extremely important to have some sort of templating in place, right? When you move from AutoCAD to Revit, you also need to migrate your title blocks. You need to migrate the way you like your details and views and plans to look. There's a lot of work with line weights and it's really important to have a few experts in your firm who can establish these standards to start off with. Having those two things, the training and a certain amount of expertise within the firm or a consultant to help you out in that aspect will set you up for success. Time-wise, please. I want to pin you down on the time. Like how many months slash years to realize these kinds of savings? I'm sure savings will, time savings will, will slowly grow, but to get to that 60% potential, how long? Um, across all your projects, I, it would, you can see uh, a return on investment in the cost of the software within a year within the year. That's probably break even, right? Break even because BIM is not just about Revit. You're not just paying for Revit, you're paying for other collaboration tools, you know, maybe visualization tools, some plugins that make your productivity higher. So 
if you have if you build a software ecosystem in your office where all these tools sort of work together and you can design a workflow around them then you you can easily break even within a year and then from there it's all gain from there it's all gain and it's all, it's always going to be a work in progress but you're always going to just see improvements that's fantastic here and this was a really really interesting uh, discussion and i think i'm going to fr- uh, sum this up if your smaller firm is looking to expand their unique ability enjoy and do better work be, become known for something outside of just your basic busy work i think you should consider switching to bim and kieran here will provide his contact information in the write up for this for this video is also doing some bim consulting on the side and he can help you and point you in the right direction now as far as arc it we don't have a dog in the fight right we help architecture engineering design firms run their it all of their servers, all of their computers, and most importantly, people that need to focus on doing their best work and not worry about IT. That's what we do. Now, whether you're AutoCAD or Revit or whatever, no dog in this fight will support you. But uh, of course, we want to provide you with the education and, and help you and lead you into the new realm of BIM if you choose to do so. If you have any questions, you can always uh, comment on the video or throw us a line at getarchit.com. Kieran, it was a pleasure. Boris, thank you. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.